There is a story in ancient India there was a king who had a daughter who frustrated him as she did not find any man in the whole kingdom good enough to marry the king was worried that he would be without an heir angry and frustrated the king one day blindfolded his daughter and made her sit in the palace courtyard and decreed in his darbar that the first man who touched her would be wedded to her he was so angry that he was okay with any youth of any rank and station in his ministry to wed her it would also teach her a lesson he thought the royal courtiers were left wondering which youth amongst them would have the courage to do this till noon time there was no response to the king's announcement the poor princess sat alone on a bench under the shade of a tree blindfolded not knowing what turn her life would take she had placed her maids at strategic points to discourage anyone who either was not in her good books or looked unsuitable after a sumptuous lunch the maids had dozed off in their vantage points there was a change of guard and as the afternoon breeze blew across the courtyard the leaves of the people tree under which she sat shimmered making a gentle cooing sound a very old assistant of the royal physician who was almost blind was approaching the palace household with some herbs and as the princess sat on the edge of his path the old man who was toothless with a pronounced hunch and was blind in one eye and almost blind in the other he could not see her so clearly as he clobbered past her slowly his clothes brushed against her he startled and so did the princess who had dozed off and as she jerked her hand it flew across the old assistant's shoulder and that was it they had touched the guards rushed to the king to inform him and get their reward and as per the king's decree brought him to the king as the groom providence had chosen for the princess the princess couldn't make out who she had touched and before the maids could approach her the poor old man was being whisked away to the king the king was aghast he had not foreseen this possibility he had only visualized that some courtier of his would be the lucky one his daughter too was shocked and went into a depression how to marry this geriatric old grandfather yet it was a royal decree it could not be revoked so the king full of remorse sent for the royal astrologer so that the marriage dates could be fixed the astrologer was also the royal ayurvedic physician the old man's boss and when he got to know of the situation he cheerfully addressed the depressed king and he said my dear king your royal highness may it please his majesty to know that his loyal servant knows of a sadhu a mystic who lives in the forests of this kingdom he is 180 years old and looks like he's 30 and his teacher was said to be 300 years old when he shed his body he can make the royal groom look like he's 20 years old and ready to conquer the earth and the heavens and we can assure his highness and the court to absolute certainty that he really will have the body of a 20 year old we would need around 90 days for that to happen and so the mystic was summoned 
and he got the preparations for this incredible transformation going. A special cell was constructed in a secluded area of the royal lands with three layers of wall. It was a cell within a cell within a cell, each of which were dark and windowless. It had a small door and just an oil lamp was placed in the innermost room with just a comfortable mattress to lie upon. As this construction was taking place, the old man was put through a thorough cleansing of the whole body, including the digestive tract, through an Ayurvedic cleansing process called Panchakarma. He was also taught certain asana and pranayama to be practiced during his confinement. He was also given certain mantras or incantations to chant. Once the cell was ready, the old man began to live there. A designated person alone was allowed to enter the cell to supply the old man with cow's milk and a herbal concoction daily, which was the only food he was allowed. The special herbal concoction was prepared daily. It took around 12 hours to prepare it on a special fireplace where the wood from a specific tree was used. Many herbs that were plucked from different forests at particular times were used in the making of the concoction. The old man lived on this medicine and raw milk from a black cow alone for those 90 days. He was instructed to sleep as much as he wanted and chant during his free time. He was also to perform a pranayama and certain asanas daily. No books were allowed. No other activity was allowed. He was allowed no contact with anyone for this period. He lived in complete isolation. Neither sunlight outside air or even sound could penetrate the cell. Soon, he lost all sense of day and night. When he emerged from his cell after 90 days, he looked divine. He had shed his old skin and a new layer of youthful, wrinkle-free skin had grown. He had got a fresh set of teeth, new nails. His hair was lush and black, his body upright. His eyes were lustrous and bright. His gait was upright and he walked like a young adult would. He was glowing and full of vigor and brimming with enthusiasm. He was a worthy groom, ready to plunge into the pleasures of wedlock. The princess was overjoyed to wed this handsome youth and the king was wonderstruck, grateful and ecstatic at the turn of events. So we see in this story that it is a whole process, very precise, but extremely demanding. And it includes a combination of many things, herbs, minerals, pranayama, prayer, meditation, a specific way of living in isolation, absence of many normal elements of daily life, like the sun, the wind, company and activity. It was a deep science that combined the knowledge streams of Ayurveda, alchemy or Rasayana and Yoga. And such practices were not known to the Bads or the Ayurvedic physicians, but to the mystics and adepts. Ayurveda dealt with health. Kayakalpa was a technology that was based on the principles of Ayurveda, but was the research of the alchemists, who dealt with subjects like agelessness, timelessness, transmutation of material and were also deeply entrenched in the purest and most universal spiritual values.
So now let's understand what is aging as per the science of today so that we can appreciate the depth and complexity that is involved in creating such a level of rejuvenation like we said. Let's enjoy the story just to know that such knowledge exists, that life has all these treasures made available to us, that such wonders do exist in and around us. What we know of the advances in knowledge made by humanity is not complete. There have been civilizations in the past which had very advanced knowledge in metallurgy and in biomedicine. And the particular combination of these two streams is called Rasayana or alchemy. They have the knowledge to change molecular structures of transmutation of substances from one element to the other, which is still not known to science. In India, these alchemists were called Siddha. Siddha means the ones with power. But these were spiritual masters which included Patanjali, who is known as the compiler of the Yoga Sutras. And though the Siddhas had that kind of power, they always considered it as a distraction on the path of awareness. They used Kaya Kalpa in certain situations as in the story we narrated. They also used Kaya Kalpa to help adepts to achieve certain spiritual goals for which their bodies would be too old to cope. The very thought of reversing age, it comes from a longing of the human species for immortality, not just biological survival of species, which is built into the way we reproduce by transferring our genes to the next generation, but in the uniquely human desire to extend his lifetime. This desire is unique to the most evolved consciousness called the human being. In Kaya Kalpa, the idea is not just age reversal, but revitalizing the body and making it disease-free, so that the years we live, we do not live lives of physical and cognitive debility or under the shadow of disease. Not everybody is obsessed with immortality, but everybody would love to have a disease-free and healthy, vital life. So we are exploring age reversal from this perspective. Have you ever asked this question, why do we age? If you look at it, it seems to be inbuilt. But some of the ancients in India and China asked this question. They thought, it would be really nice if I could live a hundred years more. Then I could finish research on this particular science. And they found the answer to be affirmative. Yes, it is possible. And some of them did. So let's ask the question first, like they must have done. What is aging? If you look at the current researchers, they point the aging process to what goes on in our DNA. When a baby is conceived, it is first a single cell that is formed by the union of the ovum and the spermatozoan. This single cell has the genetic material from both its parents called DNA which is the unique code each living organism carries. It is this code that says what features and characteristics we get, be it skin color, brain size, body weight, congenital diseases. Every single feature of our body is coded in the DNA. The DNA also has instructions for how the heart needs to function, how the cells of the brain needs to function, and so on. 
And each person's DNA is unique. And so each one of us has unique characteristics. How the baby grows in the womb, how it grows outside, these two are triggered by the genetic code in the DNA. The first cell divides into two and then to four, eight and so on. And slowly, the fetus becomes bigger and bigger, growing into trillions of cells. And each time a cell divides, a copy of the DNA is made for the new cell. The DNA replicates itself. So each and every cell has the whole DNA in it. The DNA is made up of two spiral structures called the chromosomes. Think of it as a shoelace and at the end of each chromosome there is a cap. Like shoelaces have that metal cap so that the lace doesn't fray at its edges. Similarly, the chromosomes also have a cap called telomeres at, the, at its ends. Now, every time the cell divides, the telomere shortens a little bit. So over a period of our lifetime, there comes a point when the telomere length of a particular cell is finished. Then the cell is not able to reproduce itself again. And when this happens, the aging process sets in. Roughly after 50 times, the cell stops replicating itself. The speed at which this aging happens depends on an enzyme found in every cell called telomerase. So those who remain youthful for longer periods of time have a greater presence and activity of telomerase compared to those who age prematurely. So the enzyme telomerase is the inbuilt anti-aging agent in our bodies, in our cells. When researchers injected telomerase artificially in the cells, they found that age-related deterioration like Alzheimer's disease reduced in those cells. So the question was asked, what makes telomerase levels drop and how can we increase the levels naturally? It was found in a research conducted on mothers who were caring for special needs children where the stress levels of handling them were high and those who got stressed by it aged faster. Those who took it as a challenge and were positive, they did not show signs of rapid or premature aging. The telomeres of the women with positive attitude had shortened less and their telomerase levels were higher than the ones who got stressed by the situation. In chronic stress due to work, wars or any situation in life, we age faster because the telomerase levels drop due to stress. Whereas if any situation is met positively as a challenge, it seems to have the effect of stimulating the production of telomerase and the shortening of the telomeres during cell division is slowed down, aging is slowed down. So this research not only showed that each cell has the secret anti-aging ingredient in it, it also showed that our attitude and value system in life makes a huge impact on how quickly we age. This reminds us of the famous couplet by Allama Iqbal, who was a legendary poet from the Indian subcontinent. Khudi ko kar buland itna ke har takdeer se pehle khuda bande se khud puchhe bata teri raza kya hai. Set your sights so high that before passing any decree, 
the Lord himself asks you, tell me, what would your wish be?